0: Hi, this is Stephen. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I started this podcast after I escaped from my cesspool of a house and it is sort of my way to unpack trauma so I can be a better person. These first few episodes are rocky but they are part of my journey towards healing. I have come up with a more structured format on episode 12. I do hope you get to listen until that episode and beyond. If you do have them, I will really appreciate your inputs. Thank you very much and happy listening. Hi, this is Stephen, and you're listening to 100 Days of Abuse, the podcast. Warning, this episode contains discussions of mental health, stigmas, and other things that people may find triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Day 8. Uncle Dexter had a discussion with me today regarding Caitlin. Here is a list of things he told me. 1. School transfer. number 2. Being selfish. 3. Trip to the countryside. 4. Being perfect. 5. Asking for money all the time. 6. Dating her boyfriend all over the city 7. Spending for Uber and taxis 8. Hero or Messiah Complex and 9. Spoiled While talking about it though, Uncle Dexter said that Aunt Emma's job of feeding the dogs and cleaning after them is hard work. I felt really offended. As if I haven't done that with 10 damn puppies. Do I get any recognition? None. None at all. Then he generalizes us, lumping me together with Caitlin in her laziness. Laundry, sweeping, trash. As if I don't do that. Another point is Caitlin's apparent suicidal thoughts. It's annoying. She doesn't know what she's saying. One suicidal thought? Just because she didn't get the grades, the likes, the image she's trying to maintain? Honestly, I don't judge. Mental health is the worst illness, but her actuations, her words, her posts, how she carried herself, how she always gets what she wants without fail as she jumps, spells s-p-o-i-l-e-d to me. She has everything at her feet, the house, the perfect boyfriend, the instagram feed, the facebook likes, the twitter popularity, and she still wants more? Because if she doesn't, she'll kill herself? Where the hell is the low self esteem? The helplessness? Has she felt the feeling of a thousand problems of other people on her shoulders? Of financial stress or even goddamn manual labor? And yet Uncle Dexter can't goddamn confront her because she was crying? They keep bringing up my sexuality like it's nothing until I'm pushed to the wall. Inconsistent. I wrote this on February 18, 2019. So, we're here. Um, One of the first uh, riotings in my journal that I was really, really upset because our guardians, they were, they just didn't care about my mental health until Caitlin said that she was having one suicidal thought one night that she was alone in the uh, unit that we were renting. I don't like how I sounded so ignorant about her own feelings and maybe her own struggles about uh, i don't know mental hi- mental illness or anything related to mental illness her mental health i I know I sound ignorant i was I was really, really angry at her and the way that our guardians was standing up with her in her struggle. Um, let me take you back a few years ago when I first came out as trans to Uncle Dexter. Around that time, I told him that I might be experiencing some sort of mental illness, most likely depression, because I, I was, well, I was trans, What what more can I say? It's it's a thing (laughs) no 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 I mean I mean a lot of trans people in toxic or unsupportive environments are really suicidal because uh, well it's hard (laughs) it's hard to be trans in somewhere that you that people don't want you to be trans in and um uh well the first thing they told me was I didn't deserve to be depressed i didn't deserve to go to a psychiatrist and have myself evaluated and that my oldest cousin deserved to have depression more because she had more problems than i did and i had everything at my feet i had i had a house i had food i had proper education and i didn't have a right to be depressed and i carried i carried that one sentence with me throughout my entire stay there at the at that house. I they they just they, they they didn't have any regard for what I felt. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but is it really? Is it really? true that i didn't have a right to be depressed just because i had a house i had food i went to good school i have a quote-unquote proper family growing up it's a it's a it's a lot of gray area and a lot of hard discussions that a lot of people aren't ready for you might be thinking around this time that, uh, Stephen, you just said that no amount of comfort uh, can take away anyone's right to be depressed or to have suicidal thoughts or, or to have a mental illness. So why are you berating your sister all of a sudden just because she had a suicidal thought? Let me stop you there. I couldn't care less about her own problems i offered myself to her i gave her my time my my efforts i gave her an open line of communication for her to talk to me anytime anytime i was beside her every time every day i was there i always i always made the first move to to talk to her if she was if she looked as if she was down or what my point is i didn't like how our guardians were was was where how our guardians were treating her as if she's this porcelain face all of a sudden just because she had one suicidal thought when i was telling them that i was i might be depressed and that I was having suicidal thoughts. And they didn't listen to me. That's what was getting me. it It's not about her. It's not about the fact that she was having it. It's the fact that it was being acknowledged. While I was constantly disregarded. And if. If, if you claim all my life that you didn't have a favorite why did at that moment why did i feel that you had one you're probably saying stephen you should have just told them i did tell them i did everything i could i told them how i was feeling i was honest with them i came out to them didn't accept me i told them i might be having some sort of mental illness they told me i didn't have the right if you get these ideas drilled into you over and over and over again you start to believe it and then one day you just wake up and you say oh okay i don't i don't deserve to exist anymore because i don't have the right to anything because i was provided for that's what that's what was going in my head that time i was i wasn't in the best of places i was always on the brink of breaking down and just crying but i can't because if i do it's a sign of weakness and if i'm weak i get i get kicked down and i i wasn't given a helping hand and and then i i would see them Trying to, trying to, to help Caitlin. And giving her attention that I wish that they gave to me. I wasn't asking for much, I'm just asking for a little compassion. I guess, I guess, I guess it, I guess they weren't ready to give it. I guess I wasn't entitled to get it. I don't know, but they were the gorgeous I I knew. They were the only people that I knew since I was born. They couldn't even give me that, that help that I needed when I needed it the most. And that was what got me. And that is why I didn't like. Caitlin's way of saying that she was having a suicidal thought. It's not about anything else. I don't have anything against suicidal people. I don't have anything against depressed people or whatever. I don't have anything against them. I don't have anything against Caitlin, But it's the way that I was treated so differently someone that I should have been treated equally with. It's hard. It's hard to say that. You survived abuse. Because. Even I don't know how I survived it. And looking back. It's. <laughs> it was so messed up. That. I couldn't. I, I, I even. I couldn't. Think. Of how I I was ready to keep living like that for the rest of my life. If I hadn't met Morgan. I wouldn't be this open to the world. I wouldn't be this open to myself. I would probably hate myself because of what I feel. I would probably also hate myself because I couldn't do anything about it, and I feel like I feel like a burden. I feel like I shouldn't have been born. I blame myself for everything, even the state of the world affairs. I blame it all on me, and I say, maybe the world is a better place if I weren't here, and yet there are people who say that no, you deserve to be here. I need you, I care, and right now, if you're listening to this, I want you to know that I care, that what you're feeling right now is a real feeling, you're valid, you're okay, you're surviving, do what you have to do to survive. You are not a burden. You don't blame yourself for every little bad thing that's happening in your life and in everyone else's lives. You are not responsible for that. So keep holding on. Do what you have to do to survive. You're okay. It will get better. I just want to say a quick shout out to my friend John for saying that my last audio was shit. I'm sorry for that. I am currently using a different headset, so I hope it's better. <laughs> so, um, this has been the episode 8 of 100 Days of Abuse, the podcast. For any questions or messages, you may contact us via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 100 Days of Abuse one word or via email at 100daysofabuse at gmail.com. I have a voice message link which will be linked in the description of this episode. That's all for this episode. Tune in next week for Day 9. Remember, Black Lives Matter. Trans rights are human rights. Activism is not terrorism. Wear a mask. Stay safe.